Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Phil Mackey. Out of shape, overweight, and as I continue to say on this show, he doesn't take it seriously. Judd Zolgad. Judd is simply getting old, crotchety, and jaded about sports. <laughs> Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Do we have the conversation about moving the first baseman from St. Paul and eating salary? No. No. Are you an idiot? I'm just Why asking a question. You, he's your best player. Okay. Why would you eat salary? Pat, they're eight and twenty-five. <laughs> yeah, but why would you eat salary when you he, you can't trade him? Because he actually has value you right can't now. Tra- yeah, but you can't trade him. He's got a no trade. Reckless <laughs> speculation. When was that? Was that three years ago now? Well, they were eight and twenty-five, as Reaver said. So <laughs> let's see. Was it no, two, what, are you, yeah. are, you an, are you an idiot? Two thousand sixteen. No. No. Oh, man. Uh-uh. Nice that he asked him if he's an idiot instead of just calling him an idiot. That's true. Because yeah. then, then it's like you're handing the gun yeah. over you're to the other You're giving him person. a chance to refute or say, well, yeah, probably. Yeah. And you know what Chris was, was being that day? Completely reckless. Oh, and now, yes. And now the Mackey and Judd show loves it. Loves it. We're it, all in now. It's on brand for us now. Okay. <laughs> Two-part question. If you went to Joe Maurer in a month from now yeah. and you were out of the race, yep. which... Right now, you're you're on life support in the American League Central. Uh, wild card, kiss a goodbye. There's too many good teams You'd in the American to, League. No question. You're like 12 games back in the wild card or something, and you're still, I think, five or six back in your own division. So there, it's life support right now. But in a month from now, if it was just, hey, this is not too many injuries, suspensions, whatever, Joe, we got a question for you. Yeah, what's up, Derek? We, uh, no, I, you don't have to do that. That's okay. Yeah, tell me, Derek. <laughs> yeah, what's up? What's up, guys? What's going on? We are really interested in sending you to a team that has a chance to win a World Series, something in it for you, Mm -hmm. and making our franchise better by getting a prospect or two in return. It all hinges on you waiving your no-trade clause. We're going to eat some of the money for the team that we're talking to. What do you think, Joe? And hey, you could still sign back with us, finish your career out as a twin. Oh, so, or so maybe you're not. Gonna we'll see. So we'll you're going to lie yeah. in this scenario. How do you think saying, that conversation would play out? Well, I think it would depend. I think his next question to you would be, where are you going to send me? I'm glad you asked. Because I do there are think, two teams. Because I do think at this point in time in Joe's life, at Joe's age, with where things are with him concussion-wise, retirement has to be at least in the back of his mind. So he might be thinking in to season, himself not in season. No, 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 He's no. Back no, now. no. I'm saying I'm saying retirement after 2018. 
has to be something that he is at least giving a small bit of com- contemplation to. So I would ask you, where are you going to send me? Well, there are two options right now that come to mind. We've gone through all the contenders. We've had conversations with all the contenders here. I'm speaking on behalf of Derek Falvey and Thad Levine. National League is going to be a tough find because all the contenders have, there's no DH, and all the contenders have first baseman. Freddie Freeman, although is he play, he's played some third. I guess. Uh, no, I don't think he does now. He's first, first I think base he's for first Atlanta. Base yep. again, exclusively. Uh, the Nationals have like three guys they've used. I mean, the Nationals, yeah. maybe, but. The American League is where Joe probably belongs at yep, this point. You know, Phillies have that uh, Reese Hoskins, right? Yeah. And uh, the Cubs have Anthony Rizzo, Paul Goldschmidt, Diamondbacks. So it's, it's a tough find. Cody Bellinger is out there with the Dodgers. The two teams in the American League, because Bo- you might you said Boston yesterday. Mitch Moreland has like a 900 OPS. And and they could use JD Martinez at first base. They just don't. There's not a, a logical spot in their lineup or position wise for him to fit in. Yankees no. Indians that's a tough sell in the division. I'm going to say no. Astros no. Mariners and Angels. The Mariners and Angels and the Mariners specifically are sitting here, 18 games above 500. The Angels are four games above 500. Seven back of the Mariners for a wild card spot. So they've got work to do. Well, I could help. But Seattle right now, their first baseman is Ryan Healy, mm-hmm. whose on base percentage is two eighty eight. He'll hit a few home runs, but he's not a I mean, he's 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 on pace for like twenty home runs or something. So his power doesn't outweigh his complete inability to get on base. Robinson Cano is suspended; won't be part of your playoff run. And so you're you're looking for a little injection of on base percentage. First base is a question mark. Who do you see right now for the Mariners right now? Nelson Cruz. Okay. And I think they put him at first base too, so he, he could put. But my point is between Nelson Cruz, Ryan Healy, and like Joe Mauer would, Joe would give you pass. a huge on base percentage jolt. The Angels right now, now that Shohei Otani is out, Albert Pujols is their first baseman, and they don't really have a DH. So you could put Albert Pujols at DH, and Joe Mauer is an upgrade both defensively and just on base percentage wise in that lineup. Absolutely is. So from just from. If you got to the point where Joe Maurer said, you know what, if the choices are right out this this 2018 death march with no guarantees of being under contract with the Twins in 2019, or, hey, the Mariners would really love to add you, and they'd really love you to get on base at a 400 clip for their stretch run, for a couple and you'd have work. a chance to maybe go out there and compete for a... A, ch- a chance to go to the World I Series. Wave, I would waive my no trade instantly. Well, I, for I that. would too, yes, absolutely. But deal. he's a different type of dude, right? He's from Minnesota. Yeah, but you're not talking about a a year away. You're talking about two months. Three you're months. talking about a few months and, and a potential playoff run. I would definitely, if I so if I went to Maddie and the kids and said, "Hey, you know, I might be gone for a, a couple months, or we, we can move you out there for a couple months because the kids are young," I think I think it's a good move. And the Twins aren't going to get a ton back, but if you pay part of that salary, get a prospect back, put him in a position uh, to potentially make the playoffs, and heck, with those teams, maybe make a run. Yes, I think that is a. I think that is a. That is the first time in in years and years, probably maybe the first time that we've ever talked about Joe being traded, where it makes some sense. Yeah, where it hasn't just been a laughable, yeah, ridiculous we'll just trade notion. Mauer. Yeah, I think he'd have to decide. Because they'd be foolish not to explore it, not to pick up the phone and say, "Hey, Angels, hey Mariners, we haven't had this discussion with Joe yet because we want to make sure that we just want to just want to gauge your interest." He he'd have to decide 
do I want to spend my entire career as a Minnesota twin? How much does that mean to me? And if the choice was spend my entire career as a twin or win a World Series, maybe. I'm winning the World Series. I'm trying the World Series. But like, Series. even the Mariners might only have a 10% chance of winning the World Series. They w- they're not even the best team in their division because the Astros how, are, are there. How much do we as sports fans now, and it used to be a big d- deal ages ago, but it's not as much now. How much do we put into the stock of, if Joe was to stay here, that that would be an extra, oh my gosh, but Joe played his entire career here. Because I think that I don't. I personally don't care. I don't either. That. And it's become so commonplace for guys to move now. There was there was a Rod time Carew has in a the seventies, right? exactly. And there was a time when you know when when Killebrew played that last year in KC, and people said, "Oh my God, Harmon in a Royals jersey looks so out of place." And looks. So, I don't think as sports fans now, or as a sports culture, we, we perceive things th- that way. I mean, Brett Favre is back in the good graces of Packers fans. It's, yeah, and, and Joe, and if you come to a compromise with Joe and you get something for him and give him a chance to win, I don't think any Twins fan is going to say, you know, how could Joe get traded and how could Joe do, do this? So I think this whole notion that it means so much to spend your entire career in one place was at one time very true. I don't think it is now. Don't you guys think, too, that the relationship between Twins fans and Joe Maurer is amicable, but there's some scars there over the past decade? From both so that, sides, yeah. like, if you compared this scenario with Joe Maurer to, um, well, you know, Kirby Puckett almost went to the was it the Red Sox or let's say Kirby Puckett had gone somewhere else for a couple of years at the end, fans were much more emotionally attached to and loved Kirby Puckett for a number of different reasons than Joe Maurer. I'm not saying Joe Maurer's not beloved. Joe Maurer's, I think Joe Maurer now, now that the dust has settled I on know the bilateral saying, leg stuff, Puckett was definitely more loved here. But fans, fans keep Joe Maurer a little bit at an arm's length. He's not, he's not super accessible. His, his personality is very reserved. Uh, so I don't think there'd be the how dare you factor. Like when Brett Favre left the Packers and went to the Jets and the Vikings and fans, it, it literally felt like an actual divorce. Right. And there was but animosity got, but and emotion. But it got bad. Mm-hmm. This wouldn't get bad. The emotions aren't running high between Twins fans and Joe Maurer. So that that would be a non-factor. If if he was thinking, oh man, what am I going to be hated if I leave? No. I wouldn't Not cha- at all. It wouldn't change a thing. Not at all. It wouldn't change one thing. Th- those who didn't like Joe still wouldn't like him. And the majority of us who appreciate what he did, especially catching, would still would still appreciate it. I just... The one thing that used to be so true was this one player spent his whole career there and it meant so much. And it's so unusual now. I don't know that that the majority of sports fans still think, well, if Joe leaves here, it's going to tarnish. Mm-hmm. It's Joe is still going to have his n- number retired. He still might have a statue. I don't think anything, especially if if it was a trade to accommodate him to go to a team where he could potentially win and the Twins could get something back. I don't think there would be a downside to saying, well, you know, Joe's career here was great, but he ended with Seattle. Or in California. Yeah. I don't think people, most people would care. I really uh, don't. Brad asks on Twitter, at Phil Mackey, at 1500 ESPN Judd, how are the Angels making the playoffs? They're 10 games back in their division and 7 games back in the wild card. Yeah, they're not going to catch Houston, but the Mariners are, so the Mariners have only a, a plus 15 run differential, but they're 18 games over 500, and Robinson Cano's out for, what, three months? So a lot of people think, the Mariners are outperforming what they should be, and they're going to come back to earth. And so if you thought, well, if we add a piece or two, you'd be competing for the wild card if you're the Angels. Right. So I put them on the list because I think it's, it's only a seven-game gap between them and the Mariners. There's three and a half months left in the season, and 
they have a better run differential right now. So there's and, a lot of evidence that points to those teams being a lot more equal than the record. They've say. got Mike Trout. And they have Mike Trout. <laughs> yeah. That, that's going to give you a chance. I like it, though. I think it's at least worth an, an exploratory discussion. All right. Look at that. Coming up with ideas. And Joe's not the type Stealing of guy. Ideas. And if Joe says no, Joe doesn't strike me as the type of guy who they're they're going to call in and say, we, we made a couple phone calls, and here's a possible path that we could go down, and Joe's going, oh, I can't believe you did this to me. Not the type of guy. He's going to say, oh, okay, no. Okay, cool. Discussion's there. Reckless speculation. Uh, Roy Smalley will join us in about two hours from now. And John Krasinski wrote a big piece kind of going into the inner workings of Carl Anthony Towns, the relationship, Tom Thibodeau, and the Wolves going forward. Uh, You can find that on theathletic.com slash NBA or slash Timberwolves. He'll join us at the top of the hour. Let's talk about... Luther Brookdale Toyota here for just a brief moment on the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard. One of the many cool things about my favorite car dealership slash service department, it's the best and easiest way to find out what your vehicle is worth. If you have a used car and you've been thinking about selling it or you just want to take step one, which is what's my car worth? There are appraisal experts inside the walls of Luther Brookdale Toyota that will with no appointment necessary, no strings attached, no money, They'll tell you what your vehicle's worth. And then from there, you can decide how you want to proceed. You could just pocket the information and use it for later. You can, if if you want, they'll write you a check for your used vehicle. It doesn't even have to be a Toyota. It can be any make, any model. Uh, or maybe you want to apply that value toward a new financing plan. Maybe you want to get into one of those 2018 Camrys or Corollas or RAV4s. It's the easiest, best way to find out what your vehicle is worth. And it's the best service department and dealership in the Twin Cities. Six ninety. Mackie and Judd now continue. Ready to be back in business or what? On 1500 ESPN. All right, let's bring this to the air here. So you're going to, I'm going to Vegas tomorrow. Yes. I don't know what's going to happen. I'll tell you what's going to happen. Where are we staying, Phil? Or are we Caesar's not Palace. To no, I mean, these hotels are like. <laughs> I'll find you. I'm staying I'll in Caesar's you. Palace. Come find me. <laughs> Motel six off the strip, no big deal. Yep, old Vegas, old downtown. I might just sleep in the back room at Hogs and Heifers. Actually, (laughs) old downtown's great. It is. Have you guys ever been? Have you? Are you been to Vegas, Dave? Or I've been to Vegas. We did not get off the strip. I wanted to go downtown. We just ran out of time. You don't realize until you get there just how much and how big everything is. It's It's unbelievable. On a map, Max, have you ever been to Las Vegas? No, I haven't. That's uh, on my list. You should go. Yes, especially because you're a college kid, you'd have. A lot I of thought fun there. downtown was great. Uh, the, the strip old downtown, yeah, Fremont the, Street. The, yeah. the strip, I was, I didn't like it that much, but I thought, I thought Fremont Street was fantastic. I think that. Well, so first of all, it's the middle of the desert and it's the middle of summer, so it's going to be 110 degrees. The biggest mistake people make, I feel like, in Vegas is if they've never been, is thinking, oh, well, we'll just like bounce around and walk up and down the strip and stuff. Even it takes you so long to go from place yes. to place. Yeah, it's a half an hour next door. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and you're going to Boston this weekend. Yes. What's on your docket for? You're going to go to Fenway Park. <laughs> going to go to Fenway Park okay. on Saturday for a night game. Going to go back to F- Fenway on Sunday for the day game. And then we're going on some type of historic bar. And I told Dave, I think it's pizza, but it's a historic bar pizza tour. On Monday, which I'm very excited for. So it's for. like bars and pizza joints. I guess so. Or is yeah. it one place that you're going to? No, I think it's I think it's different joints. Wow. And so, so just I think it's all in pizza. I think it's a walking tour. And what's funny is stumbling tour. What's funny is this is the type of thing I used to not enjoy, but I've changed. 
But the wife is convinced. She like told me eight times. She's like, "Are you sure that you're that you're okay with this? Are you sure that you're going to have fun?" I'm like, "Yeah, no, it sounds great." Are you it lying sounds, to her? No, it sounds like fun. No, I used it to sounds be amazing. I used to. It be, does. It's like two. It's really two of the best things ever, right? Bars and yeah, pizza. absolutely. So it's pretty simple. And I used to be the type of guy that liked to go to a town and didn't didn't like to do do the tour thing and just find my way around. But at my age now, I'm fine with it. It'll be fun. It sounds outstanding. But going Red Sox game, Red Sox game, pizza and bar tour, pretty ideal. Well, it's a niche tour, too. You're not jumping Very aboard much. a double-decker bus with 50 people saying, Hey, and everybody, look, it's the old townhouse <laughs> built in 1659. Solid point. Solid point. <laughs> yes, exactly. Which, which is the type of tour I don't like. Yes, well, no. this is where the Boston... The Boston Tea Party had took place. Yeah, if you'll still learn a few things about the town, see it from a different perspective, and drink a lot of beer and eat a lot of pizza. Sounds amazing. This is I where decided. Woody Harrelson parked his car outside. <laughs> hey, I wouldn't mind Cheers. that. Hey, cheer. That's where Cheers was. <laughs> Bullet Finch. I, I've decided if you can go on a tour that they serve beer on, I'm pretty much okay with that. So if you, if I can't drink and you're going to tell me about stuff, yeah. I don't want to go. But if I can drink some beers and you can tell me, yeah, that's where this happened or that, I'm fine with it. As a bar connoisseur, the, the Boston has bars that were literally built in like the 1700s that have changed only in terms of like putting TVs in them and the alcohol is <laughs> They didn't newer. have flat screens? I mean, it is. Maybe they did. They didn't possible. have TCL TVs? <laughs> Barkeep! The Redcoats are coming! Put it on the TCL! Fake news! Fake news! <laughs> Turn on Fox News right now so we can find out what's really going on! In Fox News, they're all just broadcasting with Redcoats on. <laughs> Six five one six four six eight two five five. Kevin McHale's there. Oh snap! Oh. Is that we? We confirmed that that was him last night at I the mean, Trump rally. I, I, bear, I guess his wife was tweeting about it too. So okay, so it's that, that they were heading to the rally, or she was oh, heading to the rally. So yeah, yeah. he just had this goofy grin on his face in the picture that I saw. I didn't know that till you told me. Good for Kevin McHale. Really put yourself out. I want to mock. Mock. I want to. So the NBA draft is tonight. Wolves pick 20th overall. And you can find that draft right here on 1500 ESPN. But that's not the only draft that's taking place this week. Oh, no. The National Hockey League also has a draft tomorrow night. I don't know where you can find that. Probably not on 1500 you'll, ESPN. You'll find it. But you'll find it somewhere. In Dallas. Just go to right. Dallas and you can go watch it. <laughs> Boom. Right over there. And we have a mock draft, an NHL mock draft from DraftUtopia.com. The Utopia of Sports. That's right. Chris Ransom has mocked. Wait, are you serious? Last updated on June 22nd, 2018, which is tomorrow. Where does Ransom do his his day job, man, with all these mock drafts? When you draft in the future, as you said, the draft was updated tomorrow, (laughs) you work at Panera today. You really do. That's how you do it. Okay, then. So, Who wants a beer cheese? Let's go. Number one overall to the Buffalo Sabres, defenseman Rasmus Dahlin. Mm. All right. Yeah, heard of him. All right. I've heard and of you're him. You're a hardcore hockey guy, so we expect some insight here. Oh, no, you're not going to get. Okay, go ahead. Number two overall to the Carolina Hurricanes, right winger from the Barry Colts of the OHL, Andre Svechnikov. Oh. <sighs> 
Svechnikov. Ontario Hockey League is great hockey. Really tough. The Barry Colts? Barry. B-A-R-R-I-E. Okay. I'm not familiar. Barry. Barry. Hey, Barry Colts. Hey. Number three overall, the Montreal Canadiens. <laughs> Jesperi Kotkiniemi. He's what a center. The, watch your language. Number four overall to the Ottawa Senators, Philippe Zadina, left wing from Halifax of the QMJHL. Oh, the Quebec Major Junior yes. Hockey League churns them yes. out. We're going to go through all seven rounds, right? I'm just going to skip to the wild at 24 oh, overall. I met one guy so far right? who Shoot. I've heard of. Number 24 overall to the Minnesota Wild, according to DraftUtopia.com. The Utopia of Sports. He's a defenseman from the Moose Jaw Warriors of the WHL. Jet Woo. I want to mock. Mock. I want to mock. Mock. This is the write up. The six foot one, 200 pound Jet sounds like an extra in a Bruce Lee movie. In all seriousness, the fourth overall pick in the 2015 WHL draft is a player that I viewed as a top five talent on tape heading into the season. Wait, wait, are you serious? <laughs> yes. I'll take a baguette with that. Jet Wu has the skating, explosive speed, slap shot power, slap shot accuracy, wrist shot power, wrist shot accuracy, passing, checking, offensive awareness, defensive awareness, <laughs> hockey IQ, and the ability to block shots effectively on tape. Whoa! Wu is someone who can play the quarterback on the power play or penalty killing to develop into a line one Defenseman. I want to mock. Mock. I want to mock. Do you guys suppose that our guy, if if you happen to uh, stumble into the correct, uh, correct Panera, do you think our, our guy is just giving assessments of random players who are coming out in drafts? I mean, can you, Max, can you Google Jet Woo just to see? Just to make sure that that's a real player. Is that your your question is well, whether that's no, a real no, player? No, no, no. My question is our guy who did the mock draft. Chris Ransom. Chris Ransom. From DraftUtopia.com. The Utopia of sports. Do you think if if you happen to stumble into the correct Panera where he's doing his day job, that he's just talking about guys like Jet Wu continually? Driving no, coworkers think, crazy? Yeah. I don't think so. I'll have a... I'm sure he's uh, dedicated to his craft. Uh, summer salad. Okay, that's great, but... Did I tell you about Jet Wu? I interest you in a cookie? Or maybe a little speculation, <laughs> perhaps? Chris Ransom's just in there. Yeah, that's great. Okay, that'll be a baguette, too. And by the way, a let me... side of second-round draft yeah, speculation? Let, that's let me, right. Let, let me, me sell you on the seventh round of the National Hockey League draft. It's tomorrow, and I got the prospect just for you. Let me tell you about Milos Roman, a center from the Vancouver Giants of the WHL. I just want my food. We're keeping it ransom. <laughs> What's coming up in stuff you should know about? <laughs> Flying wieners to the face. Alrighty. Mackie and Judd are back after this brief timeout. Just have to make a little time to do it. On 1500 ESPN. Hey, Bill Mackie, Judd Zolgad. Guys that can make a difference. Guys that can give you that spark. Guys that give you something just a little bit different. Mackie and Judd on 1500 ESPN. And stuff you should know about is sponsored by Renee, oh, excuse me, Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Meet the all-new Renai Sensei Tankless Water Heater, offering an endless supply of hot water, significant energy savings, and Wi-Fi. 
Wi-Fi monitoring. Visit tanklessismore.com to see why tankless is more. The Rock knows how you feel about pie. What Twin City sports fans are chanting for right now. Mackie and Judd continue with stuff you should know about. Flying what, Dave Harrigan? Flying wieners, Judd. To the face. Can't wait for this. Well, do you want to not wait at all? Do you want it right now? I think we're all very excited to hear it. So Kathy yes. McVeigh's big time Phillies fan. Loves herself some Philadelphia Phillies. Been to a lot of games. Hasn't had any problems until a few days ago when the Fanatic got restless. Fanatic's got a hot dog gun. Fires little hot, I almost call them sandwiches, but a hot dog is not a sandwich. Fires hot dogs towards the crowd during the break, just as TC would with a t-shirt gun, huh? You know what I'm talking yeah, about. It sounds dangerous to me. It, well, it's not so dangerous. At least you wouldn't think it would be. These hot dogs, though, they have to wrap them in duct tape so that the whole thing doesn't come apart and you know disintegrate in midair. That's where we run into the problem. Thankfully, we have local TV news. I never thought a hot dog would, could hurt. Kathy McVeigh did get hurt, and by a hot dog. It just came out of nowhere. It was like... And I, hard. I, and hard, yeah. On Monday night, McVeigh was seated behind home plate when the Philly fanatics started firing hot dogs, real hot dogs, into the stands. A long-time tradition, just like in this YouTube video posted by Major League Baseball. Keep in mind the fanatics' hot dogs are wrapped in duct tape, and one landed squarely between McVeigh's eyes. And then, next thing I know... He shoot it. He shot it in our direction, and bam! It like hit me like a a ton of bricks. My glasses flew. She says she couldn't catch her swatted away because she has a shoulder injury that requires surgery in the coming days. That night, she ended up in the emergency room to make sure she didn't suffer a concussion. Nothing's broken, thank God. But you know, it's gonna be. <laughs> it's sore. It's very sore. <laughs> So, um, uh, Kathy is not going to sue the team. She's a big Phillies fan, understands it was a mistake, and did say at the end of the interview as well, she doesn't mind people getting a giggle out of this, so we're allowed to do that. I'm just glad, very sore. just glad the team wraps the hot dogs in duct tape. Well, you got to protect. Got to be safe. Yeah. Never taking a wiener between the eyes. <laughs> Once in college. <laughs> May not have suffered a concussion. Probably didn't, but for you know, the sake of making sure that, everything's okay. How many how many times did they have to shoot that piece for the news before that person could say it with a serious voice? Oh, I love local TV news. The uh, the anchor had a couple puns in there too when he was introducing it. Frankly, things went a little different. Oh uh, yes, yes, tongue in cheek. Very good. Uh, you know, what? let's stick with the local TV news. KMTV, uh, they're based out of Mississippi. They're covering the Mississippi State Ball Club uh, in Omaha at the uh, College World Series. They ran into a big fan by the name of Terry Powell. He had a lot of things to say, including this comment about how apparently Mississippi State fans have taken to the banana. That's their thing. They all bring bananas to games and have posters and banana suits, and they all... Wave bananas. That's like their old their their rally monkey. And look, Chiquita's on board. Dole's on board. They've all wished us best of luck, and they're pulling for us. And there's bananas uh, of all types. There's people with bananas on their shirts, on their hats, and their hands. Uh, I've seen banana costumes. My wife has a banana costume. 
Uh, I have a banana hammock. So, I mean, it's all good. Now, the banana costume his oh. wife has must still be back home because he's there alone. He's just uh, hanging out the uh, World Series alone. Well, how did he get there? It's got to cost a pretty penny to get yourself from Mississippi up to Omaha to yeah, watch him ball. a long trip. The sacrifices that we personally made to be here are incredible. My wife's boyfriend sold his prosthetic leg on Craigslist to afford me the opportunity to be here. But they get alone time, and I get a chance to be in Omaha, and my double-wide trailer will turn into a single-wide when I get home. But we got a Fund Me page that I get to go check at the local library on the line. So I get to go check that GoFundMe page, and as soon as I get enough money to afford him a new leg at the end of next year, we're going to be right back. <laughs> this is the greatest stuff right. ever. You know what? That's just friends and family helping each other. Oh. Just oh. making sacrifices. <laughs> Terry, uh, if that is indeed his real name, did admit that was a ruse and all made up. But No, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> my, my wife's boyfriend. <gasps> it's outstanding. Very well played. Oh, and in 2018, I completely buy all of it. Yeah, this is where we've also gone in 2018. This was at a CFL game a couple days ago. And security's coming out. And he does get hammered by Bola Combo, who just went over and knocked down. No, that wasn't. That was Marcel Young. Marcel Young went over and just knocked down the intruder. The intruder, a streaker onto the field, wearing nothing but a jersey and his skivvies underneath that. Uh, he was drilled pretty good by Marcel Young. Nice little shoulder to the chest, a de-cleater, as they would call it. He got up blowing snot bubbles, as uh, John Madden would once say. But uh, <clears throat> this is where we've gotten, boys. The streaker has hired a lawyer, and he is suing the team. Okay. Claiming he suffered injuries, including a mild traumatic brain injury as a result of being violently struck right. by... Marcel Young. How can you have a mild traumatic brain injury? That sounds like an oxymoron to me. No, it's it's a thing. A TBI is a traumatic brain injury. It can be either severe or mild. But I hope he okay. gets laughed out of court. I should hope so too. He should be. He should be basically told, "You're lucky you you weren't jailed." And son, now get out of here. You ain't getting anything. And then, the pun- the and then punch him again. And then, yeah, and then the judge should Elbow get down him again. The judge should get down with a gavel and hit him right in the face. Say, "Here's a now you, you have a you want a bra- severe TBI. You, you want a brain injury? I'll give you a brain injury. You yes. little punk." Kick off the show. Chip was with us as he is most every Thursday. In our second segment, he got a little misty. Talking about the the uh, the passing of longtime uh, volunteers, football and basketball voice on the radio that he listened to is well probably his entire childhood. Jack Ward, and I mean, obviously he's a very passionate, passionate volunteers fan, and he's not the only one. Lane Kiffin, former volunteers coach for a year, who has obviously since moved on. Well. He uh, had to go back to Tennessee after he left, and he was a member of the Alabama coaching staff. Shared a little story on the Marty Smith's America podcast about that first trip back. It's crazy. They literally were talking about, like, as from the bus in, like, a bulletproof vest. Like, and I'm like, come on, guys. I mean, this is football. Like, they're like, no, really. Who, so they, they security? Like, yeah, so then they had security, like, with me the whole way, even walking on the field and stuff like that. But I'm like, I'm not wearing a vest, guys. All right. A little bit too. That's a little bit over the top. Well, that's. Uh, I would think that Lane Kiffin. There's probably four or five places he'd want to wear a, a bulletproof vest. Yep. Now, now that you look back in retrospect, he should have worn it. 
That's a little bit of a different atmosphere than, I don't know, say, a gopher football Saturday. Uh, <laughs> when Lane Kiffin left that job, I honestly, in the years I've known Scoggins, I don't think I've ever seen him that mad about something. He he was absolutely I, He's livid. still not over it. No, he's not. But, I mean, th- this is a guy who knows knows Kiffin professionally. I think liked him. When he up and left after a year at Tennessee, that's as worked up as... And Chip Scoggins, for the most part, does not get worked up. He hey, was worked up. Hey, man. He was worked hey, don't you, up. Not, not cool, man. So I would have worn the boat crew vest if I was Lane Kiffin. Not cool, man. This was tweeted by Jake Fisher. He's an NBA producer, reporter guy at uh, SI. Kevin Knox is set to be drafted tonight in the NBA. I just checked a couple mocks. Looked like he's fringe top 10 kind of guy out of Kentucky. Which mocks did you check? Uh, a did lot you, of mocks. Did you check draftutopia.com? I didn't check draftutopia. I stuck to hockey on that one. Okay. Uh, but perhaps draftsite.com. The original full-round <laughs> mock draft site. Kevin Knox says one team interview at the Combine pressed him if he had a child. Knox was surprised, obviously replying, no. The team asked again, saying their intelligence, intelligence, had learned he had a child. Knox asked for the kid's name, and the team finally relented, admitting it was a hoax. Oh, okay. Trying to push buttons. (laughs) What is up with these guys? We've turned into the NFL is what's up with these guys. I'm trying to think of the, this is what's kind of confusing, is there's a lot of smart people who are running NBA organizations why would you like what would there's there's a why there yep. obviously they're looking to get something out of him yeah you, they're looking to provoke him to see how he yes, reacts is yes. that what it is that's what they're trying to do i just i don't know i find that this whole thing about the combines and questions to be goofy but yes i'm sure they're trying to find out if we push him really really far yeah. and get him really mad does he does he lash out at us uh, but it's just i don't know on one hand i can definitely see if i'm about to spend Millions and millions of dollars on somebody. I want to know a lot about that person, especially if in the NFL it's a quarterback or something. I'm about to put thirty million dollars in your lap and make you the franchise guy. But I don't understand. That. <gasps> yeah, that's weird. Is the baseball home run derby going to be even worth watching this year? Nope. Uh, could be. Nobody wants to swing, right? Correct. Nobody wants to do Including it. Including Bryce Harper, and it's in his ballpark. Exactly. In D.C. Well, somebody has an idea. I think Phil knows exactly what I'm going with. I think I know where you're going with this. Scott Service, manager of the Seattle Mariners, brought forth an idea to MLB Radio on Sirius. You know, we started a campaign the other day. Maybe you guys can help me with this. I know a lot of today's players don't want to get in the home run hitting contest. I think Ichiro would be a great addition oh, at the nice. home running hitting contest at the All-Star game because he takes BP every day, and he is launching balls. It's really fun to watch. <laughs> okay. why would The only reason why this wouldn't happen is because baseball is too rigid and baseball is just sort of they can't get out of their own way sometimes. This has to happen, right? The hashtag Ichi for DC is already out there. If you're gonna, if he wants to do it, there's if, no reason not to do it. If you're going to do this, then let's incorporate the idea that came up a couple of years back, and also allow pitchers who can hit to, to do it. Didn't didn't Mad Bum? Yeah, a couple he years was ago. the guy that, that said Let, let's have a home run derby for pitchers. Let's incorporate that then. And let's couple, just have fun with and it. And we've started bringing players that aren't in the all-star game to be part of the derby. I mean, that Correct. started a few years ago. So what's there's nothing stopping you now. Yeah. Let's bring guys from the front office. I mean, at this point, we've already seen we've already seen Giancarlo Stanton, Aaron Judge, all the big power hitters that we'd want to see. There might be a couple in there. Like Mike Trout's been in the 
But Ichiro at age 44 or 45 in a home run derby with gray sideburns would be, I would watch. It would, would it make it must watch for you guys? Because it would be must, watch, would be must watch for me. Watch I would absolutely then. tune in to at least yep. watch Ichiro swing it. For sure, for Why sure. Not? Uh, Roy Smalley will join us at 12.15 instead of 11.30. Just a time change there to talk twins. Johnny K on Timberwolves Dynamics in about 15 minutes. Mackie and Judd. The Mackie and Judd Show will continue in a moment. Happy? Yeah, happy. On 1500. ESPN. It's Umeki Judd Zolgad. Bland, half-baked, disrespectful, overexposed, not worth your time. Mackie and Judd. On 1500 ESPN. Get your Independence Day off to a running start with the Red, White, and Boom TC Half Marathon Relay and 5K. It's on July 4th, of course. Come out to Boom Island Park for this Twin Cities summer tradition. Get your run and first picnic of the holiday under your belt. If you're at the lake, out of town, you can still participate by running the virtual Red, White, and Boom wherever you're at. More details and to register, visit 1500ASPN.com, keyword events. And this portion of Mackie and Judd is sponsored by Pleasureland RVs. And all the options are open, but we're excited about the pick. Uh, we think there are several good uh, players there, uh, Scott and the scouting staff. Um, they've done a great job of preparing for it. So uh, we're looking forward to that. And then, of course, um, this past week, you, you're looking at all the trade possibilities as well. So it's one of the few times during the course of the year where you have a chance to improve the club. Uh, and so all options are open right now. Tom Thibodeau. We'll talk to Johnny From a submarine, K. I think. Uh, yeah, he was sounding <laughs> kind of tinny there. I don't know what's up with that press conference room. Um, Johnny K will join us in about 10 minutes here. We went over Wolves cap scenarios. Just like what can the, the Wolves are over the salary cap. What can the Wolves do? To improve their roster this offseason. We went over that in the nine o'clock hour. And they've got they've got the mid-level exception for eight and a half. They've got eight and a half million. So they can sign a free agent for eight and a half million dollars or less. They've got the biannual exception, which is three and a half million. They've got a draft pick tonight. So they've got ways they can improve the roster. Uh Matt Sheeta tweets into the show. I'm so confused why the Wolves will be cap strapped while a team like the Warriors will be able to re-sign Kevin Durant when they owe Steph Curry thirty seven million. Clay Thompson, $19 million. Draymond Green, $17.5 million. And $16 million to Iguodala and already have $102 million committed when the cap is $101 million. So a couple things. Number one, the cap is going to jump to like $107 or $108 million. And number two, unlike the NFL, if you have a guy on your roster, even if that player is becoming a free agent, you can re-sign that player and go over the cap in the NBA. Uh, it, it's called it, They're called Larry Bird rights. Yeah. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this goes back to the 1980s when the Celtics had all these big-time players, Robert Parrish and Kevin McHale and Larry Bird, and and the league decided, instead of making teams rip apart these nucleuses, or these nuclei, um, let's find a way to allow teams to keep their own players. You can re-sign your own players and go over the cap. It's mm-hmm. a soft cap. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember when that came out? And that was a little before my time. I was a... The bird in, exception, uh, mid eighties, maybe. Okay, but but then they came up with the luxury tax rules, so you mm-hmm. could keep players, but but you were you're financially penalized for yep. it. And so the Warriors have said, we definitely want to keep all these players, and we're totally willing to go way over the luxury tax. So last year the cap was one hundred one million dollars. The luxury tax was like one hundred twenty million dollars. The Warriors spent one hundred thirty two million dollars on their team. 
So they were paying different levels of luxury tax for every dollar they spent over $120 million. And they said, you know what? It's worth it. First of all, we're billionaires, so who cares? Second of all, we're going to win the championship. No one's going to think back in 20 years, man, it's too bad we had to pay an extra $40 million for our roster and luxury tax penalties. Uh, The dynasty wasn't worth it. But where the Wolves are in a different salary cap purgatory compared to, say, the Celtics, uh, the Celtics have done such a good job only paying top dollar to top players. So Al Horford is one of the best two-way players in the NBA, and he's he's a leader on the court, off the court. Gordon Hayward and Kyrie Irving are both top 15 to 20 players in the league. And those are the guys that are making 20 to $30 million a year. Everybody else is either a draft pick on the rise. They don't, they don't have like these Gorgie Jang albatross contracts where you're paying $15 million to a backup center or Jeff Teague, who's a good fit for the team. And he's, he's a good point guard, right? But you're paying him, $20 million, you're paying They're him. They're either paying, paying a lot m- or, or a little, but not the mm-hmm. in-between of paying guys yes. high so salaries. Right. It makes it harder for the Celtics to complete trades and match salaries, sure. but it's a lot easier to to build for the now and the future because they don't have these well, bad contracts on the books. And I, I think part of this discussion, too, is, is what is Glenn Taylor willing to do and how high is he willing to go when it comes to paying that, that those taxes? So... With Golden State, you're like, of course they do. And they're really well run, and mm-hmm. they're a great franchise. With the Wolves, there's always going to be the question of, okay, this this makes sense, and if you can keep these guys, that's great. But at the end of the day, is the owner going to be w- willing to pay into the taxes that he's going to have to to keep these players? And I think a lot of times we are um, skeptical about that. I think we're skeptical about how much Glenn is going to be uh, – willing to pay on the taxes. And I think that's the difference between a franchise like a Golden State and a franchise here. Yeah, and obviously in Cleveland's paying luxury tax out the wazoo. I think Cleveland paid the most in luxury tax last year. But if you're Cleveland and Golden State and Houston and you're ready to win a championship right now, your ownership, which is better ownership than the Wolves have, but your ownership is going to be much more likely to say, oh, all right, uh, if I have to write a $40 million check in luxury taxes to the league or whatever the whatever that money is, so be it. Uh, but if you're kind of battling to get into the playoffs and you've got some bad contracts on the books, I could see why any owner, not just Glenn Taylor, we probably jump on Glenn and say, oh, you're a bad owner. And so we're going to. But if I'm Glenn and I'm looking at the roster saying, wait a second, because you're paying Gorgie Jang that, although in fairness, I think it was Flip that might have signed that contract. But because Gorgie's or no, no, it was Tom Thibodeau. It was Tom Thibodeau. A couple of years ago, right? Yeah. But because you're paying Gorgie Jang too much money and because you're paying Cole Aldridge too much money. Sure, yeah. I have to pay luxury tax on a team that has no chance of winning a championship. And the answer is yes, and that's right where now. there's maybe some butting of heads behind the scenes. Um, let's talk more wolves here with Johnny K. He knows much more about the inner workings and what the dynamics are between Carl Anthony Towns and Tom Thibodeau, Jimmy Butler, what they could do starting here tonight with the draft this offseason. We'll talk to Johnny K when we come back. We watch sports on a TCL TV here. In fact, we're watching the World Cup right now. Halftime, I don't know, it's, it's Peru still down one nothing to uh, France. So we're watching the World Cup on this TCL TV. That 4K picture quality really pops. Um, I was, uh, I've told you guys this a couple times this week. I went through a local major retailer, Target actually it was, this weekend. And man, I was, I was comparing the TCL TV to some of the other ones. And there's some, I mean, there's some great TVs on the market, but TCL just stands out. And you'll find when you do a search on the internet, you'll find rave reviews 
you'll really find out the, those reasons why TCL is America's fastest growing TV brand and why big time partnerships around the world are taking place. Um, including the Mackie and Judd show, clearly maybe the biggest partnership of any across the world. But you can stop into any major local retailer and see a TCL TV for yourself. You can visit TCLUSA.com and, uh, and, and get a load of those 4,000 plus streaming channels and 450,000 plus 